I mean, maybe a little wax though, but you know, you're good. Never. No, never. I love that. Never. This is one. I, I bought this shirt in Louisville. Yeah, Louisville. I bought this shirt in Louisville. I bought this shirt in Louisville. Um. So have we started filming? No, not yet. Okay. Well, Shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, so. your phone just shut me out. Okay, I got it. Don't worry. I'm Wait, just like no, testing. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Well, I'm gonna stop this because there's a clap. Okay, ready? Yep. Three, two, one. <laughs> I wanna be a rich bitch. <laughs> I love it because we don't have a little director action thing that we're just slapping yourself. Outtakes, bloopers. No, I mean I think that's how we should start it. Let's start that every single one. Every single one. I just slap myself. Right. Or we start slapping each other. Yeah. And it becomes that like weird like thing that people are doing online where there's like slap <laughs> contests. Yeah. You're like, ready? Three, two, one. one. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And we have to wait 30 seconds for us to become conscious again. Yeah. No. Like my nose is bleeding. And we're just like, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Just like, okay. Today in the news. Sarah, why are you bruised? And why is there like hand marks around your neck? Like and nothing, why have you I'm lost working, half your hair? Nothing. I'm working with Edward Biscay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> We're working, okay? Yeah. We're working. It's well, usually you have to pay someone for that, so. Yeah. I, hey. Mm-hmm. Hey. Um, tell me about Hi, your guys, life. Welcome. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to How to Be a Rich Bitch. How to Be a Rich Bitch. Failing at that this week, but also oh, not failing no. at that this Come week. Oh, no. Come on now. I'm, it's, it's ebb and flow. I'm, I'm making things that are going to make me a rich bitch, but I'm also currently not a rich bitch. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah that's like sowing the seeds, as one right, would right. say. Right, right. planting a garden. Sowing the seeds I of use, love. I use that analogy a lot. Like, the seeds that you plant today will give you fruit for tomorrow. Oh, what kind of fruit? At this point, any. Okay, cool. Anything. You're like, I'll take a durian. Right. You're like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. Yeah. I've, has anyone, have you ever eaten a durian fruit? Have you ever smelled a durian fruit? It's No, but I've heard they're absolutely disgusting. It yeah. smells like the inside of a dirty butthole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It smells like that and it tastes like that. But then sometimes you get a good one. It tastes like a clean butthole. We love a clean Okay, bottle. there we go. See? <laughs> God, this is the... I love that... Tuesday morning. Like, mom, it's really great. I love you listening races. in, Mom. I yeah. love that you're listening. Love you, Mom. Love you, Mom and Dad. Okay. I love you guys. Um, so, cool. yeah, welcome, guys, to How to Be a Rich Bitch, um, where we talk every week about what we're up to, striving to make that make that key-ish. Secure and the bag. Securing the bag. And also, like, just what we've learned throughout life and then having guests, which we're going to have another, have a guest really soon. I'm really excited. Yes. Yeah. I'm so excited about our guest. Yeah. But we'll talk about it. We'll talk about that. You can't say it. <laughs> we're, we're excited about guest. Guest. We're, it's, Christopher yes. Guest. Christopher Guest. Oh, God, I love Christopher Guest. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, speaking of money, mm. I ha- actually just saw a really great um, kind of rundown today about the financial situation of the world. And oh like, my God, it's a lot right it's now. It's a lot right now. And like the whole Fed now thing that's rolling out in July mm-hmm. is terrifying. Okay, and talk like, to me about it. As like a person with not means, I'm kind of like, hmm, what does this mean? Mm. Um, <laughs> so basically it's it's a thing that's running through the banks. <laughs> it's not looking at the camera. I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wink. Uh, it's a thing that's running through the banks. It's going to be like a, an international or national? National monitoring of how we spend money. Cool. Not that that's not already happening. Yeah, that's the, literally But what... the banks are doing it, not the government. Ooh. So now the government is going to be doing it. And the argument is, is that the government, if the government decides that you are spending money on something that you shouldn't be spending money mm-hmm. on because mm-hmm. of how much you have or what your credit score is or et cetera, they can block your charge. Now, I don't know if this is like what's actually going to happen, but the what? fact that that is a power that they could have, like if you want to take a vacation and leave the 
the country, but yeah. you have a credit card bill that's like not paid off fully. Yeah. The idea is that they could potentially block that transaction from occurring. What is this called? Fed now. Okay, I'm reading it's up a on thing this now. Through the bank. It's crazy. And I I don't think I know enough about it per se to really like get into the nitty-gritty of it, but that's yeah. kind of like the summarization of what I have heard. Okay. And this apparently has been in the works for quite a while. Oh. It's kind of like a global, like central national bank situation. Yeah. Um, which also it like red flags conspiracy theories to like <laughs> Jewish people, et cetera. But like right. but like this is an actual thing that's rolling out. You engage a range of financial institutions. Okay. Yeah. It's really interesting. Lots of robust set of core clearing and settlement functionality. See, all they're saying is like fifty things that I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't really get it. It's kind of like yeah. I think on its face it doesn't sound terrible. Not but, at all. But like the the underlying fine print of it all could kind of raise a little question. I think anytime to be real, anytime like money is going to change or like there's something going to shift. Um, it makes me concerned, you know, because, uh, some of these institutions now, believe me, I'm all about change. I want to change fucking everything right right now, but literally everything, literally burn it, like help reset. Yeah. Please like, like please control alt delete, um, and task. (laughs) (laughs) task. Someone's not an Apple girl. Yeah, that's me. Um, <laughs> I'm not anti-Apple. I just not on her. You know what I mean? I love her, but I'm not eating her right now. Do you know? Totally get it. She's on the, the other one. But either way, I'm, I'm into it all. Yeah. Accessibility. Um, but yeah, my thing is like I'm all about change. Um, and I saw like a video last night, um, which isn't out yet, but it's a pre-cut of about the political discourse uh, and how we're so divided and how, as a democracy, our whole function, our whole core function of stability is to be able to have conversations and be able to then come up with a solution based on different viewpoints than the collective. Um, But we're going to a point where Congress, no no one believes in Congress, no one. Like the, the, it's at all time I mean, low. They've certainly given us reason. Um, and, and yes, God. Yes. Um, but and also Tennessee. Yikes. So send, my, send yikes, help. yikes. Send so, <laughs> and we're so divided politically, um, which makes sense because, um, very differing viewpoints, but it's like, it's like you're either in this camp or you're in that camp. And then it's like, there's no discourse. There's zero. Well, I think it's also, and obviously I haven't been in high school for a long time and Me I didn't neither. go to college, but like, de- I mean, at least been a couple squad, years since high school, like debate sure. squad, debate team, et cetera, et cetera, were such great tools because it taught you how to have a conversation with people who opposed your views on mm-hmm. purpose mm-hmm. and how to like weave your way through it and mitigate right. that conversation to a place where you can either agree or separate. Yeah. And I don't even think that we had debate team in my high school when I was going. It was mm. kind of like on the tail end of home ec where they stopped teaching you oh, right, how heck. to like do things around the house. And right. I, like this is my gripe of all times. Like I didn't know how to properly boil an egg until I was 28 years old. Like woof. Dear God. Woof. Wow. And like I only really learned how to actually, really, actually make rice like this year. Because, like, no one taught me. Get a rice cooker. You know, like, all of us. My mom cooked, and so does my dad. My dad is a griller. He's He loves his little girl. He's not like my family. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah for it's real. Literally that. But, like, uh, that explains why we're so much alike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my dad grills, my mom cooked, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, like, you know, growing up, we were all so busy, we didn't really 
like we had dinner around the table, but a lot of times we were on the go. Right. So there was never really, aside of my grandmother when we were really little and she would watch us, I never really learned how to cook. Mm. And so like home ec, I was so excited for it when yeah. I got to middle school. And right before I got to middle school, it was outsies. Yeah, it was like bye girl. And I think debate team was around the same time when okay. they stopped doing it. Stop. And I don't know why. I mean, my listen, my, I am not the barometer here. I went to a tiny little private Catholic school in the middle of Pennsylvania that just burned down a couple of years ago. Wow. And, like, they were horrible to ding, me, ding, and they were not yeah. a great school. And everyone I know who, like, went to college before me and came back and we'd talk about it were like, I was not prepared. We are undereducated. Ooh. And it's because of the, the focus on religion and morality. Like, I think I had, like, two or three religion classes a day. Wow. Like, why? Wow. Why? In a Catholic school, right? Like, and I had I took an accounting class as yeah. a senior. And they as were a, like, as if an you elective. have no money, Jesus is mad at right. you. Right, Jesus, yeah. it's your fault. God hates it's you. On you. Um, but it, I took that my senior year as an elective. I had to elect to take that class. It wasn't Oof. something that like was just offered. Like I had to say I want to do this. Right, and I did it because at that point. I knew that I was moving to New York and I was like, I should probably figure out how to use money. Cause at that point I was working and like my parents gave me like a gas credit card yeah. that I could only cool. use for gas. Yeah. Um, cause it was specific to the gas station, whatever. But like all my other money, I was like, Hey friends, let's go shopping. Yeah. Or, like let's go to Ruby Tuesdays. Oh, <laughs> yes. That buffet. The yes. buffet. The honey. So like, I didn't, you know, these things aren't taught like debate accounting, no. you know, home ec stuff. And so we're just wildly unaware of how any of these things work. Yeah. And to your point of like that video about how to discuss things that we don't agree with, yeah. we don't know how, because critical thinking is not yes. something, is something you learn through debate and yes. other, and other things. And it's just not to my knowledge, from my experience, not a thing that right. exists. Right. And I think there's like, there's a, such an emphasis. No, exactly. Um, you know, I remember, yeah, growing up being like, there was one class where, and this was like way back in the day. So this was even high school. I think this was middle school where this one random math teacher was like, I know you guys are young, but you're going to have to be able to balance a checkbook at the time. when you know, I don't have a LOL. Checkbook. I know. And she was like, this is literally what a check looks like. This is how you would make out a check. That was my accounting class. Because I was like, oh shit, that's actually useful one day. Right. Well, and see, you and I are the same age. Ish. Yeah. Ish. Ish. Yeah. So like. That that's exactly okay. This is my I, this is the pitfall that I complain about all the time, and totally like I should have been pro, more proactive in learning sure. this. But like when you're 19 and in New York City by yourself, it's yeah. like the last thing you're worried about. You're yeah. like, where am I getting food? How am I getting money? Yeah, how am I being alive? Am I being alive? Yeah. Um, <laughs> am I being alive? Now? Alive. Um, but like, Born. the accounting class was basically debits and credits. Yeah, balancing your checkbook. It's and that dope. was a, that was essentially it. That's like a life class. Like that's perfect. It's perfect, except for in two thousand five oh. six ish when the debit card rolled out. Rolled out, balancing a checkbook was kind of obsolete. Oh yeah. And like I don't really know anyone who balances an actual physical checkbook no anymore, except for my mom. <laughs> um, no one. Except she the still woman does who it, me. right? Yeah. Except for my mom, who's yeah. brilliant. But like, and my and she balances my grandmother's checkbook and everything else. But like. 
I, everything. My parents are all online now. Just everything online. is online. You yeah. don't have to. You you log in. You look at your charges. You look at your balance. You're is like, there money there? Doing? Great. Good. Okay. Cool. And you don't have to do anything else. Yeah. But then what really sucks about that too is that we weren't really taught how to invest, how to save, how to right. do the things with like per, like especially from a ten ninety nine perspective oh, where it's yeah. like how do you like without the 401k extension of your nine to five employment, how do you then put money aside? Right. And it just, and there's so much scarcity mindset within the creative field that you're like, Oh, I only made this much. I can't put anything aside. That's not everything true. goes to bills. You can literally invest with like a couple thousand. You could start yeah. really changing your life. Well, I mean, not even, I think, I think I started my IRA the first time <laughs> with like $600. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I see. Because the that. maximum is 6,000 oh. per year. Oh, you're only allowed to put six thousand in per year, hmm. and okay. so like with a with a Roth IRA, right? I don't know, like a, yeah, Roth IRA. No, no, you're yeah. right. Um, and so like what I really needed to get my brain around, which my friend Catherine like actually beat into me before, was that whenever you get paid, you pay your future self first. Yeah, and that's like savings, IRA, stocks, investments, etc. Love that, and then everything else doesn't matter. Like obviously, rent matters or mortgage or whatever you're paying matters, but any other kind of bill that you mm-hmm. have is secondary to paying you tomorrow, and that's something that was like a recent lesson wow. to me that I was like, oh my god, that makes so much sense. Prioritize your future. Yes. Prioritize where you're going, not where you're at, and like that was such a slap in the face. Uh, to me, damn. now we're even. <laughs> we both slap each other now. Um, yeah, because that was never t- taught. Huh. You know, like that—that's like mm-hmm. accounting home ec adjacent. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. like why was why was this not like why was I not sat down? Why are we not empowered for this? I don't know. But I'm I am here as someone who is newly freshly doing this. Yeah. Instead of being like, okay, I'm out of debt and now I can start saving. Yeah. No. Save first. It doesn't have to yeah. be a lot. I sometimes I'll put one hundred and fifty dollars in. Sometimes I'll put fifty dollars in. Sometimes I'll put five hundred dollars mm. in. It it depends on where I'm at, right? Money wise, but like pay yourself tomorrow first. I love that. Same. Okay. It was and such I have a, a really lesson. good guy who's an accountant for my Fidelity four hundred one k thing. I have um, also when you're in. This is a good plug for the union. When you're in SAG-AFTRA. Um, you get a pension and health for all the work that you're doing. And it's very important. That's why I always push when, if you're ready, join the union because yeah. it's actually investing in your future and also like as an artist. Yeah. So <sighs> come on eh? Um, but that's so important. I think that's incredible. And I think we should talk more about, so yeah. So I think too is like wherever, however we're raised, however we, wherever we come from, I think every single person I talked to was not properly prepared no one to be in life to be no. doing life unless unless you unless Financially. you right unless you grew up in a family that was already affluent and already had those systems in place and either did it for you and yes. set you up for success because I certainly know adults who had that happen me too several of whom have bought apartments because their parents were like here's, here's the down payment yeah. or like here's how you set up everything from the time you're yeah, not 12. relatable not a relatable concept. not relatable you yeah. know like like I know people whose parents or grandparents like bought them stocks when they were children cool you know like my my grandparents bought me bonds, bonds that I cashed right in when I was in my literally 20s not even struggling in New York graduated high school <laughs> cashed in my bonds use it to move to New York <laughs> 
<laughs> I love that though. We used it for what we needed. I mean, a hundred percent. Yes. But who's going to do it for me? And the question then becomes like, how much would they really have been now after oh two giant like economic crashes? I love that the How to Become a Rich Bitch podcast has actually now become like, let's talk about money instead of what are we doing? Yeah. Well, we but are, it's important. We're gonna it's, get it's that. a good balance. I think what needs to happen because like you are fully ten ninety nine. Like you work for you and no one else. Yeah, and I do. I do W twos as well for like like for as like an, little gigs and for stuff. actors. Yeah, yeah, as yeah, an yeah, actor, yeah, Like sure. everything is, um, you know, and also like the bookings I have in coming up in Baltimore, Nashville, and Texas. The yeehaw of it all. <laughs> Austin, Texas. Um, oh, Austin's <clears throat> apparently great. Austin is great. Yeah. Um, it's just in Texas. It's just in Texas. So, <clears throat> listen, Texas girl. You, Get your shit together. You're gorge. You have a beautiful little thing going. You're big and beautiful, and you got great food, and there's a bunch of amazing people there, but your laws are really fucked, so let's... And listen, I say this from a place of living in Pennsylvania, like, yeah. not, not much farther behind. Right. Like, doing better, doing right. better improvement right. with the last election cycle, right. but, like, whew. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's like, um, there's certain things... Anyway... Those are some of those are W two, so it kind of balances it out. But like I am predominantly, you know, uh, my own boss. So yes, ten ninety nines all the way, baby. So always, it's always good to have money in the bank pushed aside for taxes. I ended up getting stuff back this year because I worked so effing much. So work. I mean, I am not. Sorry, have you done yours yet? I okay. Listen. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. We're not gonna say what day it is. I filed my business taxes on time because business taxes are due March fifteenth. Yeah. So those got filed in time. Great. The IRS did not receive them in time, so I got a notice yesterday that's like, uh-huh. you owe us $2,500 for filing late. And I'm like, sure didn't. Here's my sure certified not, mail receipt honey. from the day I mailed it in. Yeah. Um, so I had to call them yesterday, and I was on the phone with them forever. Mm-hmm. And these are two LLCs that I'm actually closing to, right. to like restart the thing. But I had submitted that paperwork already, and they didn't get it, didn't process it, et cetera, whatever that situation is. Sexy. So I have to rewrite the letter, resend it with my... My certified mail copy to them to be like these LLCs don't exist and haven't existed for like a year as far as I'm concerned because I filed that paperwork and have never received anything in the mail asking me for any information. So having spoken to an actual human yesterday mm-hmm. at the IRS, um, I cut right through. I was kind of surprised. What? I know there was like no hold time. It was wonderful. I think everyone's giving like, up. Oh. You're the right, only one that's like, wait, up. they have a phone. I think. They're like, I haven't answered the call all day. You're yeah. my first call. <laughs> Like it's been five years. It's been five years. Yeah. Um, so that happened, and then I also uh, forgot to email my tax girl my form. So oh. now I had to file an extension and do all the things. So I'm a hot mess with taxes this year. Oh shit! Mine are always filed way early, and Me this too. year I just dropped the ball. You know, whatever. And I'm, I'm gonna owe so much money because I'm 1099 except for one, and the one I'm not 1099 on only took out federal. Okay. And so I have to pay state. So mm-hmm. one way or another. I'm like looking for things to write off. <laughs> yes. Well, that's why I love my girl. I know I, know I have at least, I have at least the standard deduction, which I think is 12,500. Mm-hmm. I have at least that. Right. And I, there's a possibility I'm waiting for this one donation receipt back yeah. so that I can apply that to. Anyway, all of this to say, not to air out all of my finances on <laughs> How to be a rich bitch. Because they're complicated. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and like, you know, everybody listening to this is probably creative adjacent at some in some capacity. Sure. I so think like, everyone's creative adjacent, so. I do too. 
Um, but like, I mean, in a fiscal sense where like we have 1099s and W2s coming from all over the place, all over the world, sometimes <laughs> multiple States, literally the sometimes UK. multiple <laughs> countries. Yeah. There they you can't go. do a 1099 for me. So I had to make, I was like, do I make my own? Do I, and I talked to my tax lady and she's like, no, this is since it's under your umbrella of you as a creative, it's, it's income. It's like, you know, whatever they call that. It's yeah. whatever. And so I applied that. So yeah, I mean, I will say, um, Going back though, I want to go back to like how we are not prepared. I think some of the things that my personality is that, and I think you're similar too. when I got to college and I realized that I wasn't prepared for some things like financial things, how my laundry, all these like things that like, I just wasn't doing as a child, but I was always admirable of kids who were like, yeah, I know how to do this. I learned how to do this. I know what this means. I understand credit cards. I understand, you know, I kind of felt like I don't want to be the dumbest bitch in the room. I can't handle that. Can't I handle cannot it. handle being even the no. low fifties, 50% of the room. Yeah. If I'm in the 50% or lower in this room, I, I, I need to get better. I hate it. Yeah. Grow, same. Get better. Same, same, baby. same. Yeah. So I ended up so obsessively like, wait, I need to learn all about finances. I need to learn how to cook anything. I need to learn how to do the perfect laundry. What does everything mean? What is this fabric softener? What is the, what is the ratio? What is it? So I ended up becoming like Susie homemaker, but not, but also like that. business queen genius. Yeah. So like, like freshman year, I was like, no, you can't put that in with the da da da. I'm like telling people after I had no idea what was going on. Right. But I think there's like, because I hate feeling. And I think the feeling is this, it's not only is it a control problem, <laughs> but also, it's also like the lack of autonomy or not feeling empowered. And I hate that as a Same. country, as a society, we're constantly disempowered by our education system. By everything. Our, by everything. By vote. You don't vote. Ugh, you know, or your vote doesn't matter. Or yeah. this and that. And, Right, you're a dime a dozen. There's someone around the corner yeah, waiting for this job. Like, you um, know, it's- the same thing happens in SAG-AFTRA. Like, people are like, Ugh, the contracts, they're just so hard. I'm like, they're really not. Like, you right. re- really actually will be able to do this. Right, well, and again, like, the one thing that I rage against so hard from, like, an actor-producer industry standpoint with theater mm-hmm. is, like, the idea of either pro-shotting or live-streaming. Everyone's like, oh, my God, the contracts are so impossible. And, like, they're not. They've been done before. Go read them. If that fucking moron down the block, and you know it's a dude who, like, is just like, my script's shit, but I know how to do it. I'm just going to make it happen. Right. Look at that guy. He's able to do it. You can do it. Yes. Well, I I actually just did a podcast interview the other night with this, like, really, it was such a cool uh, thing. Like, it was this 4,000-person community that Mm. all, like, met on Discord, and they also had a weekly podcast every Mm. Saturday night. And so I was the guest on this one night. And then, like, they can randomly have people from the community pop in. And so these two kids popped in who were both uh, Baldwin-Wallace. Work musical theater kids, like 19, 20 years old or 20, 21. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and they were asking me like the whole thing of like TikTok people or people with metrics online Mm -hmm. who are getting into shows who aren't necessarily good. And so we had to have the conversation of like, it's not a meritocracy. The best, most talented person is not getting this job. There are a lot of different factors that go into it. And, like, could they do a, a good job at it? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Are they the 100% the best person for it? Not always. Not always. No. And and in certain cases, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Alex Newell, anything she's in, <laughs> let her have it. Work. Um, <clears throat> but also to that point, 
knowing that that's going to happen, why do the people with the most talent not just swallow the pill and play the game? Yeah. Get the metrics. Yeah. Get your booty on social media. Yeah. And build that out because yeah. then you will be the best person for the job with the metrics doing all the things. With the talent. Like, that's kind of the new triple threat. It's no longer sing, act, dance. It's like sing, act, dance, have lots of followers on yes, social media. Yes, Um, Quadruple threat. So, yeah. you know, I, I think that a lot of times theater being 50 years behind the curve of everything, the especially the, the body of those who are doing it with some exception, like get the metrics, just yeah, do it. Like if, do it. if you're really good and you're sour about other people getting ahead of you because they have metrics and they're not as good, then maybe get the metrics. Like, don't be, it's, it's like you're saying, if you're the, the lower 50% of the room, like you'll do whatever you have to, to be not that I'm viewing this as the same. Yeah. Like if you don't have the metrics, figure out a way to get them get so em. that you can be in that conversation too. And I was so resistant to that for so, 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 so long. Cause I'm like, I'm, it was also the same thing with working out when I first yeah. moved here. I was like, I don't need to be ripped. I'm talented. And then it turns out you do. And <laughs> I hate that. But also like, I hate that a lot and it's changing. It's okay. getting better. It's getting better, right. but I hate it. And I resisted it when really when I was 20 and my metabolism was like a fucking locomotive, mm-hmm. like I could have just gone to the gym a couple times and like got super yeah. jacked and started and everything. Yeah. And I didn't do that. And so the same, I will draw the parallel to the social media conversation where like, if you don't have the metrics, but you're also really talented, like maybe just, you know, go to the gym a couple times and get those metrics going. Yeah. And I don't mean the literal gym. I'm speaking hyperbolically yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Allegory. Right, allegory. (laughs) Metaphor, rather. Uh, Uh. um, But yeah, just do it. Play the game. Yeah. That's that's kind of again, I think what this podcast is about a lot too, is like just how to how to be a rich bitch. Play the game. And stop being told that you can't be one because you were born somewhere and blank blank. Because we were. We were born in the middle of fucking nowhere. We came we literally I mean, that's the thing. Um that's why we were like, sorry, Nepo babies. Um but (laughs) not like there's enough space for you. You're great. Yeah. And Friends like with after, some of you. after you're awesome, but you're years, not going to be on this, right? So. And after 18 years in New York, like flying by the seat of my pants for a good majority of it, mm-hmm. like I have my own apartment. Yes, and like 19 year old me would be like, "Bitch, <laughs> okay, okay, bitch. okay, daddy, uh, <laughs> put the money on the table, yeah. right? <laughs> keep no. the change, you filthy yeah, yeah. animal. <laughs> keep the change, you filthy animal, and a happy New Year. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think um, yeah. All I wanted to say was yes. I think going back is just saying. We came from situations where you all are coming from situations where no matter where you're coming from, typically you're not set up to be successful in life with the basic knowledge of finance. And so like the willingness to play the game and just do what you need to. Yeah will help you. Yeah. And, but that's also because I'm contrarian sometimes and I don't want to do that. Sure. That's also why I cannot stress enough. And I, I did this on the podcast with these little baby theater kids, like make your own thing. Just yeah. do it. And it's for a number of reasons. One of it, one of which is so that you don't have to play the game so hard and you yeah. can have your own agency over your own thing. But the other part of it is too, like these TV and film and theater gigs are not 24 seven. They're not no. a full-time job. So like they will go away at some point, yeah. regardless of how long your contract is. So having something else that you can work on while that's happening and then we'll catch you on the Stay other creative. side will like just help you because I feel like a lot of times Actors specifically, and I'm going to probably make a broad statement about creative people in general, like that desperation comes out because they feel like they need the job to feed their creativity Mm -hmm. and for validation. When really, if you create something of your own, you can give that to yourself. And then you go into those auditions and you go into those rooms with like a 
if I book it, great. Great. If I don't, if, I still have a show that I if may not, buy. I have, exactly. If not, I have something else that I've made that has a life and it's doing its thing. And yeah. So it becomes, it, it's kind of like the great equalizer. I love that. You know, and it's it's one of those things, I think I, I've articulated this incorrectly in the past where it was like you going into an audition room thinking like, I don't give a shit. Right. And it is that, but it, I, I was saying it for the wrong reason, right. but right. I still stand by that. You're saying I don't give a shit, not because you don't want the job or because it wouldn't be great for you or your career or whatever, but because you have something else that you can go to if you don't get it. Right. You're not putting all your eggs in one basket, exactly. as they say. Yeah. No, I, I feel like some of the best auditions I've ever done were ones where I was just like, I, I just booked something else, so... Right. Whatever. <laughs> like, I love this. Like, I'm going to live it up. I love well, this. I'm very grateful for this, but... And also, I, like, if I leave and never think of it again, that's okay. Yeah, and also, like, here comes the dead horse. But that's what the Chicago of it all was. Like, right. I went into that like not, not caring. Right. I was kind of like, you know what? I want this. It'd be great if I got it. But like, I'm doing other things, so it's cool. Mm-hmm. And like, despite mm-hmm. how that turned out, it mm-hmm. still worked. And still, you still got the booking. Right. right. So it's going into it from a place of like, I don't need you. That's what happened with this. Uh, this thing I booked. I have a photo shoot next week. I literally <gasps> yes. was just like, I'm going on vacation. I even asked my manager. I was like. Can we do it in the morning? They wanted me in the afternoon. I was like, no, because I want to leave for my vacation. Right. Thank it? you so much. Like, don't, Can you don't make re-book? it in the morning? Yeah. yeah. And she was like, yeah, let's try. And she's so sweet and awesome. Dream maker telling you the best. And she worked it out. And I got to go, did my thing, went on my vacation, literally said to my boyfriend, I was like, we needed this vacation. We just produced a giant TV pilot, 90 people in it. Crazy times. Totally worth it. But holy crap. You know, because we're both the leaders on the set. I was producing and he was the director. So we had a lot on our shoulders and we needed the break. And I feel like you have to you have to have a line between having your time to yourself and like also working your ass off. But you need to replenish and rejuvenate. She knew that I was going on this thing and I was like, hey, boo boo, we have it on the you know, she's like, "Okay, let me try to move to morning. And she did. And then I booked it because I literally did like I was like. Yeah, great. Going on my vacay <laughs> at the winery, <clears throat> getting that vineyard realness. How was it? It was so iconic. Greenport oh. is amazing. Thanks for moving my camera because I'm little. Um, Greenport <laughs> is incredible. Um, and uh, yeah, we had a blast. And the whole time, which is so funny, so my boyfriend's like, I think you booked it. And I was like, no, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> definitely didn't. Definitely didn't. Not at all. <laughs> definitely didn't book and then, like, uh, a week later, she's like, you did it. I was like, oh, shit. Okay, Michael. Okay, I get it. He's like, I told you. I was like, damn it, you're right. How dare you? Um, but that's the thing is, like, when you don't, when you when you feel like everything else is just, like, you're good. You don't feel that desperation. Yeah. Um, but I, I shared something that, um, I think you watched it. Maybe you liked it. I shared it on my Probably. Um, on Instagram, which is the only social media I'm super active on. That and actually Facebook because it double posts. And, like, one of my... One of my reels that like popped off on Instagram really popped off on Facebook and I forgot that it even went there. And I was like, wow, maybe I should do more of that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyway. Um, yeah, I, I shared something. It was Leslie. What's her face from SNL? Oh, She's, my God. I love her. Yeah, Leslie she, Jones. Leslie Jones. The fucking shit. What a queen. I've, she was, I've seen that. Before. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. I think I shared it. And I think you liked it. Yeah. So I was like, I think he gets he gets it. Because, yeah, because, you know, I think I shared it also from that because mm-hmm. it's such it's so true. She basically says that the reason she wasn't booking or doing anything was because she was coming from desperation because she's like, I don't have any money, bitch. I need to book this shit. And they're like, no, 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 no. Come from your talent. You might not have the money, 
but you actually aren't lacking at all when it comes to your talent, when it comes to your creativity. It's yeah. all there. So act like you've got it all. Act come from that source, the source of yeah. not lacking. Right, like you source. already got it. You've already got it. And also come from the source of like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I have two dollars to rub together, bitch. But I got, I have this fucking talent, and that's yeah. where you should come from. And that's where you you're should all come in. from. That, yeah. You know, um, so I yeah. love her. She's amazing. Yeah. But that's kind of that's kind of how I feel. So I'm glad we talked about that because, um, also you know we're coming we're we're like you know we grew up in the '90s, early 2000s, like where credit cards had destroyed everybody in the '80s. Like it's just such a wild arc if you look at it because credit scores even didn't exist until like the last like 20 years, I think, I think 20, yeah. 25 years. <laughs> yeah, and like that was that really kind of divided the poverty lines incredibly because credit is how shit's supposed to work. Right. Which is another thing I didn't learn until I was like in my thirties Right, (laughs) where like, and I mean, my parents do this. They just didn't share it or like Mm. I didn't hear it because you never hear your parents, you know, um, you can listen, but not hear facts. And, uh, so it's like the idea that like you don't touch your debit card or your bank account for anything. You don't link it to anything. You don't touch it for Mm. anything. And you are only supposed to use your credit card and then you're supposed to pay the whole thing off at the end of the month. And that is the cycle of credit. Yep. And no one does that because debit cards made everything so accessible. And I wish that I never would have gotten one. I wish that I would have just used my credit card and that would have been the end. Yeah. Same. Same. Because that's how it's supposed to work. And no one, no one taught us that. No one taught me that. And I yeah. just, when I got my first credit card, I was like, oh my God, I have all this free money. <laughs> it was so like David from Shit's Creek. He's like, oh, well, yeah. I don't have to pay this off. I'll just write it off. Right. It's like, no, you have to pay it That's back. That's a write off. Like, Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> that episode, he's just like, it's a write off. It's a write off. Like, They're like, no, you just bought like food and we're like, you wanted a Snickers and that's right. a write off, honey. Like, like, yes, it is. Yeah, <laughs> what? I this whole store. It's yeah. No. So I was like burning through my debit card and my credit card when I was, mm. when I was 19 and cause I wasn't making enough money to like sustain everything. Yeah. That credit card sat for years of me paying like $10. <laughs> and I think, I, I think I was 25 or 26 when I finally paid that thing off. Wow. And it wasn't even a high balance. No, you just were like, I just was like not making enough money as a full-time performing actor with like two or three side hustles help, help, help. with like really low rent to pay anything. That's so wild. It's so wild, but it's also the reality of it too. And that was part of the conversation I was having with these little baby musical theater kids too, is that, you know, theaters, unless you're on Broadway, don't pay. There's like yeah. five that pay over a thousand dollars a week. Really? That's I thought it. the weekly contract for a oh, principal no. performer in a Broadway show was like 17. Principal performer in Broadway oh, okay. is 24 now. Oh, great. Work. But that's minimum. That oh, is okay. minimum. So like if you're a principal, you are getting above that. Like mm-hmm. minimum, that's like you bring a pencil on stage and you leave and that's the only thing you do. Love that. Like to even be an actor in the theater, regardless of what you do, you t- minimum is 24. Love. But then you have to figure equity dues. Yeah. Agent fee. Yeah. Taxes. Yeah. You know, like it's, it. it all goes away. Tax money. Especially because making that much money, you're in a different tax bracket, you're taxed differently, it goes down. Sure. But... Um, most regional theaters, which is the majority of where people work. Yeah. I think the most I ever made in a regional theater was 600 a week. Wow. Ever. Ever. And now national, tour, national tours being on the, mm-hmm. on the chopping block right now with the strike that's happening. Yeah. Um, you know, those contracts are also like you have a production contract, you have a CETA. Yeah. 
And like those two kind of like make it, the CETA contracts make it more affordable for producers to put tours out. Okay. But you are making a fraction of what the Broadway show Mm. of its, like the counterpart is making. Wow. So like I had a friend that was on the Something Rotten tour swinging the leads, the male leads. CETA contract, I don't remember what tier. The show was still on Broadway, I think. No, I'm lying. It had closed, but it was a Tony winner. Right. And they were getting under 700 a week when all was said and done. Wow. Like swinging. Wow. And that's the, one of the hardest jobs Jeez. you can do in yeah, a show. Yeah, swinging, you need to know everything. <clears throat> yeah, and like I know people who have done national tours like on production who have like bought apartments from it. And that's just, I don't think that's a reality anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, union or non-union. I've seen non-union breakdowns that like they're paying principals more than union contracts wow. are. And, like, you could argue that, yeah, with union you get pension and health, but if you're making that much money on a non-union, yeah. you can do that yourself. Right. Like, I don't know. I, I did the but whole they can th- also do anything. Right. The whole thing is a mess. <laughs> and I, I just think the perception that, like, when you're working regionally, you're making a ton of money is just false. Like, I, yeah. I was offered an equity contract at a theater in Maryland to play a lead in a musical, and it was two fifty a week. Huh. And I, I, I turned it down. I was like, absolutely not. Yes. Like, that's, yeah. For what? Like, how would you be alive? Okay. I, I'll I wouldn't. move to Maryland and be homeless now. Literally. I mean, cool. you know, the, and there were, there were some ways that I could have made it work and I was sure. trying to negotiate that with them. And I gave them three scenarios in which I could say yes. Mm-hmm. And they said no to all of them. And then to no one's surprise, couldn't find anyone to do the role, messaged me like a month later. And they were like, Hey, like. You know, we would still really love to work with you, which was like red flag. You can't find anyone, yeah. and they offered me like twenty five dollars a week more, and I was like, no, Honey, I've done this show. It is hard. You don't leave the stage. You yell the whole time. Like it's not. I I lost my voice the last time I did it. <laughs> like I'm not doing this for two fifty. No, a week. that's wow. But like all that to say that you know it's this like a day right? It, it's just like the. I think there's a lack of awareness for mm-hmm. audience members, like to know how much the people on stage are making. Yeah. And then when you compare that to the amount that the tickets are. Yeah, no, it's insane. Equity or non. It like, doesn't absurd. matter. It's absurd. No, it is absurd. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a cycle of just like, what the fuck? You yeah. know, it just keeps going. Um, yeah. I, I find that to be really difficult and you know, it's hard with theater because like even with, Film and TV. Let's just say I did. I was the lead in a movie, um, but it was under the micro budget contract, which you would think would mean, oh, bitch, you ain't getting shit, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. No, no, no. Because it's based on the overall, like, what is each episode? Is it less than 20 grand? That qualifies for a micro budget. But because okay. um, with the micro budget agreement, which is literally just an online form, guys, it's so easy to make something union. Do it. Um, you do that. And since I was SAG after like a union member, he made it union. And then I negotiated a higher rate actually than I would have gotten on an ultra low budget contract, which is actually technically a higher whatever. Yeah. But because the micro budget is set up so that it's not, there's a, not a set rate, you negotiate that with the producers. Got it. So I got paid higher actually than yeah. what I was probably going to get paid if it was a spa agreement or an ultra low. Because I had negotiated that. Yeah. So, like, that's what the contracts are supposed to do. They're supposed to make you feel empowered. Care of. Um, yeah. Well, and, and I think, too, actors are afraid. That works in a smaller chunk, though, right? It's of not course. like theater where, what I'm trying to say is it's not like theater where I'm, where I'm on, st- you know, stage, like, 
multiple times a week and it's weeks and weeks. Right. Yeah, this yeah, was yeah. a film. So I was done in a few days. Yeah. You know, it was a well, short film. But I mean, it's all the same though. Like you, right. you go out for a job, you want the job, you get the job. And then when it comes to negotiation, like everyone is afraid to negotiate or say anything because yeah. they're just happy to have a job. Yeah. And I like, I remember that feeling of being offered a job and knowing the money wasn't enough and knowing it wasn't okay, but I really wanted the role and I really wanted the job. And so I just was like, okay, no problem. And then like was scraping by on some of these contracts. And like, there were a couple that I really went to bat for myself and and got more money, but like there were definitely some that I just did not and should have, you know, I mean the least I ever made on a contract that was out of town, I think was $125 a week. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah. After taxes, like 60 bucks. No, it was 1099. Oh Yeah. <laughs> it was a great summer and I had the best time sure. and we worked with some heavy but hitters. But I was paying to live there. You 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 paid the price yeah, of that good I summer. Was, yeah. And I, I did it because it was close to my parents mm-hmm. and like, you know, they came and see, saw the See? show and everything else, which was cool. But like, and I made concessions and you can already hear me like uh, explaining away why I said yes to it. But, um, you know, it was, I, it was a good experience. I wouldn't trade it, but the yeah, money no. was just like, ugh. and some people didn't get paid at the end. Some people to this day have not been paid. And that was like 15 years ago. Holy mother. <laughs> yep. Mm-mm, baby. Maybe no. No, no. Well, I think it's like declaring your worth. I think we're going to touch on that because we've talked about that all the time. I think we're going to touch on that a lot. Yeah. Cause like, dude, yeah, you can't, you can't do things that are below you. Yeah. Um, and you can't, no, no, listen, I'm not saying you got to do shit. You got to do things for money. Sometimes that's what happens. You sure that's do. what it do. That's yep. what it be. Yep. But don't keep making concessions on your dreams No. for your, for your roles and your, and your things that you're pursuing creatively. Don't keep dropping yourself because it just cheapens. It not only does it hurt you and it actually hurts the whole lexicon of artists. The yeah. lesser, we, the minute we keep lowering ourselves, the minute we've, we've already lost. Well, and I think that's also a version of paying your future self. Yes. Because even though it isn't like immediate monetary, whatever, yeah. by putting yourself first, you are already paying like your I'm future saying, self. I'm not going to get less than this. Right. You want me to sh- even be in the room. Right. And there's so much power and validation in saying yeah. no. Yeah. Like, unless it's a project that like, you know, Mariah Carey is attached to that, like all of the hierarchies of people are on. <laughs> Or it's something you so believe in and you've creatively bled into it and it is the one. Thing. Right. Totally. Like, like there are places to make concessions. Sure. Which is easier to do if you have, have something it. else that is funding you or you are going to go to after the fact. Facts. Because otherwise, if you were putting all your eggs in no. said golden opportunity no. basket, if that show never makes it, if that show gets shut down early, then like what do you got? And you're back to the grind. And I, it annoys me to no end when I see people... Who are like, you know, their shows have closed or they're back from a contract or they're back on the audition circuit and they're all just like <laughs> living the dream. It's like that is also cheapening what it actually yeah. is. Like, stop saying that. It drives me up a wall. <laughs> like, just living the dream when yeah. you're like slinging cocktails. Like, no, this is not it. Like, yeah. this is this is a stepping stone to it. Yes. And I would I could look past that mm-hmm. if they meant it 
if they meant it earnestly, like sure. this is a piece of what I'm doing and yeah. how I'm getting there. This is funding whatever I'm doing. Yeah. But it's always like that snide, sneery, like sarcastic, Dang. like, Blast. like, what are you up to? I'm just living the dream. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And like the inference of your life being shit. Yeah. And so it, like, I hate that expression. I refuse to use it mm-hmm. for that reason. Yeah. Because it's always meant the wrong way. Yes. And I feel like I I just, I cannot hit the, the point home enough of paying your future self. And when you say something like, just living the dream, you're robbing your future self because you're taking a shit all over everything that you're doing, yeah. whether it's waiting tables, bartending, catering, doing events, like whatever the thing is that's bringing money to mm-hmm. you by putting that down mm-hmm. and taking a crap on it, mm-hmm. unless you're actively trying to get out of yeah. it to better yourself, you're just robbing your future self of yeah. who you are going to become or want to become. Yeah. Like how many people have I worked with five, six, seven, eight years later are still yeah. doing the same thing Yeah, and no shade, but like pay your future self and maybe yeah. you won't have to bartend for six, seven, eight, nine years. You hear stories about people who like moved to New York and two years later they're on Broadway or two years later they have headlined their own show. You know why? Because they knew when to get out yes. and they were paying their future self first. Yep. And I wish I had learned that concept 15 years ago. <laughs> well, I should have, could have though, you know, like yeah, you would have exactly. learned it and then things would have gotten not as what they were. I don't know. Like you yeah. just don't know. Well, and it's also just, Again, like the, I think the, a misunderstanding with like the manifestation thing too is like, I feel like people think that they can just like lay on their floor with their eyes closed and manifest things and it'll just happen, but you have to take steps to do it. It's a way to me, manifestation is really just a way to like rewire your brain to focus on the thing that you want and be more dialed into taking actions to get it. Effectively driven. Yes. Right. It's like, it's like pinpoint accuracy on what you're looking for specificity exactly because like the more you think about it is exactly what i want i have manifested things in my life that have been insane you sure have 100 percent. like in 24 hours i literally gave the like the universe a test i was like 24 hours wow the shit out of me i don't know what you're gonna do but if you want me to be in just wow the fuck out of me and the next day dr Susie's on amazon so i was like after months of just sitting in there whatever um and i was like okay you know, and I, but I did the work. It's not like they randomly were like, oh, a show she made. Here right. it is. It's and that I took years of creation exactly. and, and editing and blah, 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 and putting in there. And, a, and that's you know. kind of the point that I'm trying to make exactly. too. Like these people that I've worked with who are still doing the things that they've been doing forever ago are like, oh yeah, I'm just going to like, I'm going to book a TV series or I'm going to make X amount of dollars or whatever. But then they continue to bartend, Yeah, you know? And again, there is absolutely nothing wrong nothing. with it. I did it for years, mm-hmm. but I took a step back and was like, this is not the life I want. I want to redirect. I want to make this much money. I want to yeah. be, I want to live by myself in my yeah. own apartment where I'm on the lease, where I'm making X amount of dollars and pursuing my, my shit and, yeah, you're and working from home. You're very specific. Right. And then the universe threw me a big flux of money. Yeah. And I was like, we out. We're taking it. We out. Let's go. And that that literally is the like aligned action that changed Mm -hmm. my whole life. Mm -hmm. Like it's a year and a half later now almost. Okay. I was gonna ask you when exactly it was. Yeah. It's it's about a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And uh it it is baffling to me how different my life is right now than it was two years ago. Like it's insane. And also the fact that last year I was, I just made a TikTok about last year. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and how different my life is now compared to even last year because of, because honestly, because of the way that the universe, like, like bowling bumper lanes me into like where I'm supposed to be. Right. And I think that's also, also a thing that needs to be taken into consideration when Mm -hmm. things that feel like setbacks happen. Yeah. And this is kind of exactly what my TikTok was about today. But, <laughs> like, you know, having cancer sucked. But you know what? I got a book out of it. Yeah. And that book is going to get me a TV show out of yeah. it. And so, and a multitude of other things, you know. And so, like, that was a setback. And yeah. in the moment, it felt terrible. But now looking back at it, I'm kind of like, well, that was the best thing that ever happened to me. Hey, girl. In a really dark, twisted kind of way. Divorced lady over here. Hey. Um, best thing that ever time, happened to me. Every time I hear that someone's divorced, I'm always like, oh, congratulations. Yeah, no, it's, it's the <laughs> literal best thing that could have ever happened in my life. Um, and I think, and, and you know, um, not to speak for my mother, my mother, you know, beat cancer twice. That taught me a lot. Taught me a lot about a lot of things. And it taught, it, she is so impressive and such a baddie stage four beat it wild um kathy seeds my hero and um you know and then a few years ago also um my grandfather was on hospice and i had to be the one to help him like pass and um everyone else was too like it just wasn't you know and out of all the grandkids and out of all the gin joints and all the da, 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 you know i was the one that was able to do that and i have to say that was one of the most profoundly beautiful leveling up experiences of my life and i think these big some these tragic these really hard things in our lives not i'm saying they need to happen but what i'm saying is when they do you do come out of it so much more leveled up as a human being. Like you view the world as like so much, like why would I be afraid of all these like stupid, like my contracts and my hair is weird today. Or like, I don't like how this is. And girl, people, you will die one day. Yeah, Everyone will die one day. Sure will. <laughs> and some people are fighting for their lives right now. Some people are fighting their own mental battles. Some people are fighting for all sorts of things and dealing with that. Take what you have and fucking go the distance, bitch. Go as far as you can with it. Yeah. Like, and all the thing, again, all the things that are bad, that are bad that have happened to me, I like literally don't regret any of them because I think, or I don't look at them and go, Oh God, I wish I, because it really taught me a lot. You have to use it. You have to. And I think that also ties back into the money conversation in a way that a lot of us stop ourselves from going for it and doing it because there's this perception that like, you can't do it or you can't go for it until you have a certain amount of money or a certain amount of income or a certain amount of opportunity presented to you. And like to a degree that is true ish. Like you have to have your bases covered. Like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Like I will, I will sing that song until the day I die. Yeah. But like, you can just do it. Like people are making movies with iPhones. Like truly you need no dollars to get started. Yeah. Um, you will need them later, but Truly. like to get the, it, the writing is free. Creating right. stuff is free. Yeah. Like maybe you need to get some supplies to make the things happen. Like sound equipment is not cheap. Right. But and once... maybe look at your budget, look at the things that you spend money on. Right. And don't spend money on those things and instead spend the money on something creative. Well, but also, I mean, yeah, easily, but, I, but I'm also, I'm also a big fan of just like not doing that and just doing it. Right. You know, like, just go for it. You know, like, if I looked at my budget and was like, I'm going to go to Europe for three weeks, 
looking at my budget, it would have been like, no, bitch, you're staying right here. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And That's true. I was, I, I wouldn't, I would not trade it for anything. It was the best thing yeah. I, I have ever done. And, you know, this apartment, same kind of thing. Like, yes, I got this big flux of money. Could I have paid off a shit fuck ton of debt? Could I have, like, saved a bunch of money and done a bunch of other things? Yeah, but I would still be in a miserable apartment situation. Yeah. And you and I wouldn't have been as close as we were because I'd be living 111 blocks downtown. Yeah, truly. And, like, so you're, you're just right, right, right up the block. stone's throw away. So, you know, it really is... It really is just about the prioritization of mm-hmm. where your money is going. Yeah. And like, can you hang on to it and squirrel it away? You absolutely can. And paying your future self, I will not back down off yeah. of that. But taking the like just taking the risk, it's all a risk. Yeah. Everything we do is a risk. Yeah. So just do it. Well, Especially if it's gonna exactly. like fulfill you and make you happy. And later. I agree with that entirely. So don't let anyone stop you from doing that. Do that <laughs> shit. But as someone who is like debt free, it does give you like a lot of freedom to be like, okay, I allotted this. And then now I'm not even worried about that right now. That being said, for the original Dr. Seeds, it cost me about, not the big one that we made, but the original little thing was about $2,000. And I was bartending or acting, I mean, not bartending, I was waitressing, bartending, I think still at the time. And instead of taking that money and going out, I just was like, no, I won't do that for like a month. And then I had enough. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was like, because it's amazing. Cause how it's much amazing. Money how much money you spent in New York. Right. And, and then also because I had enough, then my producer at the time, who's still one of my favorite humans, David Russo, who's producer on the big one too. He matched it a little. He like gave, cause he saw how much I had saved as a young little 20 something. And he was like, let me help you. He's like, like that's really cool. This. You're serious. <laughs> and he matched me. And then we were able to create the web series, which got so many views, which then culminated in the show. Yeah. That being said, I think you should always take a risk. Like go on that trip. Like I said, like, could I really, would, should I really have gone on a vineyard trip after I like just, you know, did something else and did this? No, logically, absolutely not. I should not have done that. Do, am I glad I did it? 100%. Yeah. Rejuvenated, refreshed, changed my life. I want to so tell, I think it's always just like do it. No, totally. I agree. And I, I want to tell a story because I think it's, it's an American culture thing too, Ooh. but I want to tell this quick story. My friend Jordan told me this years and years and years ago. Okay. He used to work for like luxury handbags. Like he would sell these like $20,000 bags. Mm. Like, I don't actually know if that's how much they cost, whatever. Not the I'm point. Sure they did. One of the women that he worked Yikes. with was older and she was preparing for retirement mm-hmm. and she basically like cut everything out of her life so she could save enough money to buy a beach house at the end of her life. Okay. And when she got to the point where she was right about to retire, she had all this money. She was going to go buy her like million dollar beachfront property. And she went down to Florida to like look at places and she had all these appointments with a realtor and whatever. So she saw like one or two places and then she had like an hour or so to kill. And she was like, I'm going to go lay on the beach. And she went and laid on the beach and she fucking died. (gasps) Had a heart attack right there on the beach. Died. Didn't live a life at all because she was so concerned with buying this beach house during retirement. So like, so like, yes, don't go out for a month, save money for a POC, for a proof of concept. Sorry, POC means something totally different. Proof of concept (laughs) is what I meant. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. Anyway, to clarify. (laughs) Save that money for a POC, yeah. Yeah. um, Proof of concept. So like. Serious, yeah. 
so like yes you can do that and you should do that and yeah. you can do that to a degree but when it becomes the central thesis of your whole life don't stifle your life right like don't, don't stifle your creativity like, don't hide in your apartment like no no i was out slanging counting chains of course you were i know who you are i was still doing all that but, but like yeah but that like you yeah. know don't don't deprive yourself of everything no. again maslow's hierarchy of needs yeah to like make the thing or do the thing that you want to do. Just do it. Like that's right. I'm, I'm high risk, low reward. Like I'm all about the experience and all about like just doing it to say sure. that you did it and to have the thing that you did. Yeah. And I worry about the money stuff later because it yeah. always works out. Yep. It has always worked out for me. I've never really had to work that hard for it to work out. It just always has mm-hmm. because I'm savvy. I'm smart. Right. I know people. I know when to ask for help. Right. And you know that's just how that's just how but, I live yes, my life. But, Would I but, like to be debt free? Yes. Yes. <laughs> but it just helps you. All that to say. All that to say. Yeah. So I think it's like it depends on the person too. It's like is is being in any sort of debt going to mentally hurt you? Like you know what I mean? Some people are really just like truly let that shit fuck them in their head. Right. Well, but then that becomes a mindset kind of conversation around money. And yeah. it's like, you know, I, I was talking to my mom about this a couple months ago. Cause I was like, money is like, Ooh. and <laughs> I'm big at paying like really big chunks of credit cards at the end of the month. Sure. Like, like again, I use them, I balloon my checking account and then I just spray it all over my credit cards. Wow. Vivid. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Vivid. Um, but wow. I was talking to my mom about this. She's like, you know, you don't have to do that. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I really don't. Yeah. And like that just, you know, <laughs> made things easier. She's like, don't. And you're like, hmm. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> cool. Because I had that I had that mentality of like, oh, my God, this debt is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. No. How am I ever going to create anything with debt? Yeah, no, shut up. No. But then when you hit a point where like money slows down because that's what happens in creative when you're a 1099er and you work mm. for yourself, sometimes you just don't have months that are as good as other months. Yeah. And when that happens, it's like eh, maybe just like pay the minimum or like a little yeah, above the like minimum. Give. You don't have to pay the whole thing or like a huge chunk of it. Like just just like the minimum is fine. Relax. Yeah. Yeah. And listen. Not that this is what you should do, but I'm here to tell you that I let a credit card sit unpaid for like five years. Oh, God. And you know what happened? I'm having for Not a fucking thing. Okay. <laughs> I'm having anxiety, but that's great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it gave me anxiety on, on the regular, but yeah. nothing happened. I love that. I didn't die. No one came and took my shit yeah, away. Yeah, that's true. Like, ain't, ain't nobody gonna kill it you. It was fine. And so, like, if you're in a situation where, like... You can't pay something like one time, like it's not going to kill you. Like, yeah, it's a mark on your credit score or whatever, but like those go away. You can fix those. Like I had an unknown tax lien on my credit score from like 2008 because I thought I had paid the thing <laughs> and apparently I didn't. <laughs> I'm dying. Yeah. yeah that but happen. again, like uh, things I wasn't taught. Yeah. You know, no, like, we weren't taught this. Yeah. Yeah. Here well, we are. I think this has been very educational today. This um, has been a wild episode. Well, I, this is yeah. not as light as it usually no, is. No, we're very... <laughs> no, I like it. Um, yeah, we're getting into we're it. We're getting into it. Well, I think a lot of it has to do, and to, to end us around an hour, is that um, Easter, what'd you do? What'd you do at Easter? I was sick, sick and I laid yeah. on my couch. Right. I ordered $70 of sushi. Should I have done that? Was that in the budget? No. No. But I did it. And you know what? That sounds awesome. It was... So, I got this miso ramen Ooh. from Tempopo. Oh! <gasps> Love at Temple Bowl. I love the miso ramen. And then I ordered sushi from a different place. And I had sushi and ramen, and it was, it healed me. For just 70, actually, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, uh, we watched because we were like, okay, we got to do something. Oh, and I watched uh, Inventing Anna. 
work. So good. Um, we watched Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> the Sarah Bareilles version or the film version? The film. Okay. Yeah. Wow. With like Ted Neely and the Ted Neely version? I guess. I don't even know. 70s? Like yes, the original. 70s. Okay, that's fuck. Ted Neely, yeah. Wow. It's wild. Wild. I love that version. I love it. But I also love the Sarah Bareilles version. I haven't seen it. I don't, I don't know anything about it. <gasps> oh, yeah. my God. It was I'm very li- not It was live theater, broadcast. Yeah. It was live broadcast. Oh. John Legend was Jesus. Oh, work. Uh, Christopher Jackson was Judas. Work. Sarah Bareilles was Mary Magdalene. Ugh. She that was song. brilliant. Well, I I looked at Mike and I was like, wait, the Mary Magdalene song I sang in show choir and I didn't even know where it was from. Yep. I just was like, this is the song, Jesus. <laughs> I love him. And it's, I'm like, wait a minute. Like, she's talking about Jesus. My God. Right. Like, you know, when you're in high school and they're like, this is your medley and there's a... There's right. all female medley. Here's a song about hooching it up for yeah, Christ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Giving it to the Lord. Um, but yeah, dude, I loved that. And it it's was very so moving. And I think like, I just wanted to watch something Jesus related because, you know, I grew up in the church and, um, you know, didn't pan out, but I, I, cause it was <laughs> didn't pan out. really close minded Presbyterian oh, shit, that's, you that's know, most churches and yeah, sure. And, uh, you know, it was nice to, you know, think about this man. He was, he was, he was hot. He was, I mean, you know, yeah, but he was, he was, he he got fucked over. He got fucked. He did. Um, but I really loved the gay. By all 12 apostles. Yeah. I (laughs) I loved the, um, the gay Jewish mafia in it. Like the guys with their turbans and their like shirtless realness. I mean, the the visuals on that production are insane. Oh my God. Like the the widescreen, just like. The one, like the upshot, yeah, yeah, the upshot, and, the, and they're, just, like they're, in, they're literally in the desert in the Middle East, like yeah. crushing it. I mean, I was very impressed by the way they did the visuals. There. Yeah, cinematically speaking, it's, yeah, cinematically speaking, it's gorgeous. Absolutely, um, gorgeous. I think it's Andrew Lloyd Webber's best. Agreed. I forgot it was even him. Is that Andrew Lloyd Webber? It is yes, Andrew Lloyd Webber. No, I, I forgot it was even him. I looked him up and I was like, "Whoa, Andrew!" Yeah, Holy I think shit. it's his best work. I highly agree. Yeah, um, there are some bops in there. There's some big old bobs. Big old bobs. But I mean, I think it's on tell YouTube. Tell me what's happening. What's the, the buzz? Tell me what's, what's the tea. You almost said, what's the tea? <laughs> what's Could you, the let's, tea? Re, let's redo Jesus Christ Superstar and make it even gayer yeah, yeah, than it already, it already so is. Gay, which I love. And you, what's the tea? Tell when me Jesus what's happening. Jesus goodbye. I'm like, work. Okay. Um, there are so many really fun parody TikToks that make fun of the Last Supper. Oh yeah, that are like this queen and his twelve little friends coming yeah. here. Yeah, like, they didn't pay body. the bill. This there's my blood. there's one that's really funny. That's like they go to split the bill thirteen ways. <laughs> it's good. It's so funny. Um, um, yeah, but there's there's so much gayness to it all, and I there's there's another guy I follow that's like there's no way that you can tell me that Jesus was not gay. Well, he was BFFs with a prostitute. That was his right. girl. She and was the drag queen. She was you the have these beard, twelve men who left their wives to go hang with Jesus. Yeah. Like they were they were doing it. Sorry, everyone listening. We're not trying to be sacrilegious, but I am. frankly, it was just I am fully trying to be sacrilegious. Yeah, yeah I know you are. Um, <laughs> because the church did me wrong. Yeah, so. the church done you wrong. <laughs> done you wrong. Um no, but I think there no, I think there's like so much there. Either he was Sorry, he either was slanging and banging with his prostitute boo boo, or he was just kiki kaka. This is my girl out on the yeah. town. I'm thirty something with no kids. Yeah, and you and know, I'm Middle Eastern, so hung like a dinosaur. Yeah, L- literally hung like this. <laughs> yeah, so you know what I mean. Like, shut it down. Shut it down. Take him off. 
Anyway, no, I watched it. It was really good. It's and really it, good. It was, and, and the Sarah Bareilles version is on YouTube. You should okay, absolutely watch it. watch it. She's brilliant. And John Legend sang the hell out of it. Oh, well. So good. As one, as a, as a legend does. As a legend does. Um, but guys, thank you for tuning in. We, you know, This has we been a started, wild ride today. This is <laughs> such a wild one today. Um, and we love you guys. Thank you for tuning in to How to Be, How a, to rich. be a Rich Bitch. Put the money on the table. You're so rich. Uh, pay me. Pay me.